0: Your first podcast.
1: My pleasure, Tim <laughs> Dillon. Thank you for having me.
0: I like the way you do this. We come to your studio. It's easy. We sit here. We do it. Jamie has to work extra. He's not happy about it. Jamie's but happy, but that's okay. He's all right. That's all right. Thank you for letting me do it. We wanted to follow up Lex Friedman with somebody bigger, and that person is you. Oh, and thank then, you. And uh, it's it's. I wanted to ask you because it's been, you know. We were just talking about the Hamptons and how crazy people go (laughs) when they have an insane amount of money Yeah, you've done very well in the last forever, but in the last year. Yeah, do you is it weird as a comic? The types of people that you can be around now
1: or it's weird I'll get like messages from celebrities like random celebrities usually about COVID advice, right? Like I get (laughs) no bullshit I've helped like dozens of people yeah, that I've never brought their names up like famous actors right musicians to just contact me for COVID advice. Interesting. Yeah, it's that's weird. But it's also weird that they can just, they know I know them and I'm famous too. So right. we're all, like, I've reached this weird spot where, I like, I feel comfortable meeting famous people. Like, hi, fellow famous person. Right. Whereas I was plagued by uh, imposter syndrome, like, for forever. Like, and I would get real weird around actual celebrities. I'm like, ah, I got to run to the store. Right. Hang out with the freaks. You know, but now you're cool with it. It's it's more I'm just more accustomed to it I guess but the the money thing and the celebrity thing and all that stuff it is odd and it's not good for a comedian comedians are best off known but not too famous, right? Because you get too famous, and then you get scrutiny from people who aren't even really fans, and right. they start picking up out your material or looking for, you know, where you've aired on the PC right. side, right? And, you know, and where you're not woke or where. This- what do you
0: think that is with comics? Where if they get too much money or if they're, they get too big, a lot of them lose their mind. Yeah. A lot of them have real. Big problems.
1: Well, famous people lose their mind. Right. It's just an, a totally unnatural state of existence. Right. Where everywhere you go, people know you, and they're all happy to see you. Right. And uh, then you also surround yourself with a bunch of people that don't tell you the truth. That's that's pretty common. Right. And you got to find a way to mitigate that, or you'll go insane. Right. You have to have something you do that's like an absolute thing whether it's a workout thing or you play chess or you fucking you know whatever it is you have to have something that you do that's really difficult yeah that doesn't give a fuck if you're famous right if you don't have like it's i look at it literally like um like it's a an exercise for maintaining sanity like this you have to brush your teeth you have to go work out right yeah, but it's not just you work out to be healthy it's also workout because it's so hard to do right that everything else seems easier right over the last year you've kind of become pro- is this the most heat
0: you've ever taken for a uh, position the, over the, like, for about covid, COVID about stuff? the vaccine and stuff like that is there because i know that uh the trans mma thing was big but it didn't feel this big
1: well the trans mma thing was big but it wasn't it wasn't valid it was people that don't want any criticism whatsoever about trans people and i was like look i don't have a problem with trans people right. i have a problem with someone pretending that they're a biological woman and fighting women right. once you say you're trans and everybody says okay i'll fight her Fine. I'm fine right. with that. And in fact, MMA is one of the best places for that because you know exactly who your opponent is. Right. Unlike like this swimmer. Was it U Penn? Is that what it is? I don't know. Whatever but... the swimmer is, it's like lapping all these biological women. Right. That's fucked. Right. Because they don't have a choice. They have to compete yeah. and against And fighting them. is your, you're your more of an expert in fighting than
0: many things. Right. Yeah, this is, you put your knowledge of fighting up there. And the knowledge of uh, advantages that a biological male has they're, over a female. They're giant. The right. advantages
1: are giant. And I don't think they go away right. in two years of you know hormone right. treatments and surgery. Right. It's uh, it's too much of an advantage. But if a woman is a biological woman who wants to compete against a trans woman, I have zero problem right. with that. And there was a situation like that recently. Yeah. I had no comment about it. right? It's basically some regional level uh, fighters. And one was trans and she was a uh, former like Navy SEAL, like fucking super Jack. Right. Like, yeah. Used to look like Right. You know, like a savage. Yeah. And then became a woman and fought MMA and right. but apparently it was a good fight too. She almost lost in the first round, won in the second round. I don't care. Right. My my issue is not it's not an anti-trans position. It's like for sure. you can't pretend that that's fair. That you don't right. tell someone that you were a biological male for thirty fucking years. Right. So thirty fucking years of having testosterone pulsing through your system and strengthening your tendons and your muscles and changing the way your mind works. It's right, a, it's a different mind. Yeah, than a female absolutely. Mind. That's so that was a lot. That of was a big one, but it was more like. I realize that people will distort your perceptions on things or your positions on things this is different this is like the government gets mad at me right like this is crazy this is the CNN most heat, lies about me yeah. I think I've
0: ever seen a private individual take outside of like somebody who's leaking secrets or something right I mean this yeah. is a pretty now obviously you're 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 fine they're not you know they're not disappearing you right but in terms of just criticism uh you know, you know, Fauci and the, you know, people have addressed you personally, you know, like the media has kind of gone after you personally. Does it, does it affect you at all being in the midst of this shit storm on the level you're
1: in it, which is pretty, you're pretty central? Well, it has to affect you because you're aware of it. If you're aware of it, it has a, an effect on you. The question is do you change the way you operate? Like, do I right. decide that now I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to just have podcasts with athletes or comedians, just talk about silly things? Right. I could do that. Right. right. I could just decide to bail out of it. Or I could just do exactly what I want to do. Right. And do exactly what got me here in the first place. So that's what I do. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm aware of it, but I'm like, right. You know, It's, I know what's going on too, you know, what's going on, one of the reasons why they go after me is that they realize I have a lot of influence, another reason why is because they need a boogeyman, like the mainstream media needs a Trump, they need a someone, they need, because on their own, the problem is, it's, a lot of it is editorial opinion pieces by morons. Like right. they're really dull-minded folks. These are not the brightest. Well, the reason why they got there in the first place is not because they're these courageous pioneering thinkers, right. Who have like compassionate, intelligent views in the world. No, they they they've followed narratives. They read teleprompters, yeah. right? And they say things that align with whatever the ideology is of their network, right? So that's what they do. Do you
0: have Do you have people that disagree with you on this issue that, and I'm sure you do, that you respect? Yeah. That you go, Sam Harris. Like that, like people that go, I feel you because it's a big issue and it's like a life or death thing, Mm -hmm. it's an important issue. People have very strong feelings about it. Do you like, obviously, there's a lot of disingenuous people in the media that are doing it for clicks, but do you have people in your own life who this is kind of I don't want to say a rift, but like, have you fallen out with people over it? Or yes. have you? Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's controversial, but at this point, particularly when I see the way the government's behaving, um, the suppression of monoclonal antibodies, the demonizing of um, generic. Treatments that are available, whether it's hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, there's there's a concerted effort to demonize treatments that many, many, many doctors are using and many right. countries are using. There's right. fuckery going on, man. Sure. And it's there's, there's brought to you by Pfizer. Right. And if you watch yeah. the, the root of this fuckery, yeah. it's real clear. And so uh, I'm pretty confident in what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get vaccinated, and I'm not saying that vaccines don't have a positive benefit for a lot of people. They most certainly do. A lot of people who got COVID who were vaccinated, it was way better for them than not being vaccinated. That's a fact. Right. Another fact is there's treatments that are available that could stop it dead in its tracks, particularly monoclonal antibodies. The the Biden administration is doing their very fucking best to make it really hard to get monoclonal antibodies. And according to Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's the most published physician in history in his field. The most published ever. He's right. a rock solid physician without ever having any controversy in his career up until COVID. He says there's enough monoclonal antibodies for the entire country. He's like, they're doing their best to try to prevent this because if you get that monoclonal antibodies, it stops COVID dead in its tracks. So why wouldn't... Early treatment with monoclonal antibodies knocks it dead. It did it with you. It did it with me. Right. So then why not go that route? Now, I know Pfizer's making a lot of money. Because they want to vaccinate people. They want universal vaccination. Yeah, Uh, You could ascribe... You could say there's all sorts of, like, sinister motives for that. Sure. You know, you could say they don't want a control group. They want the entire country vaccinated. So if health problems happen, there's no one to compare it to. There's, like, there's a lot of things that you could say. There's You could say that this is just a gigantic money grab, that they have some sort of a very close relationship with the pharmaceutical companies that manufacture the, the vaccines. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I do know that there are treatments and in a sane world, right. you would be pursuing all these treatments. They wouldn't just send you home right. and say they can't they can't give you ivermectin, they right. can't give you anything else. They just come back when your pulse, your blood oxygen level drops below 92. That's not yeah. normal. Right. That's not normal with any other disease. Right. When it's they not have the best. off-label treatments that are available that people are using and there are randomized controlled trials that show that they work. I don't know if they fucking work or not. I'm a moron. All right? Right. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a virologist. But 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 the ones that I've talked to that are, that have treated thousands of people, They tell you time and time again that these are effective methods. They point to Uttar Pradesh in India that's knocked it out, using entirely this uh, combination of ivermectin and a few other off-label drugs. They point to all these different countries all around the world that have experienced very low rates of COVID. And they say, why does Japan use ivermectin? Why do all these other countries use it? Why is CNN pretending it's veterinary medication when more people have taken ivermectin than there are horses on planet Earth? It's fucking nuts. the media
0: has clearly attacked you using a playbook that has only made them look uh, very disingenuous. And you've, I think, more people's eyes have been opened by the media lying about things you've said or um, misrepresenting uh, ivermectin as horse medication, things like that. In terms of, I think one of the criticisms that people have had is they've said, like, why not bring on people that are more pro-vaccine? I have.
1: So you put on I certainly have Sanjay Gupta. I mean, uh, well, I had him on. I had right. Rhonda Patrick on. I had a conversation right. with her about it in the early days of the the podcast. I had um, uh, Michael Osterholm, who is uh, he's an infectious disease expert. I had Peter Hotez, who's a vaccine expert. I've right, had quite a few of them on. Yeah. The, the thing is, like over time, I've noticed that the mainstream narrative is being guided in a way where everybody steps in line and people are ignoring all these other things that we talked about. They're ignoring the suppression of monoclonal antibodies. They're ignoring the suppression of treatments. There's a lot of shit going on. Have any on. of
0: those dudes reached out to like come back on again or yes. have they, like yes. Osterholm or people like that, is it weird? Because also people bring up this whole thing that you have where you go, Listen, I'm not anti vax, right? I'm not. You have a whole thing where you talk about like uh that a lot of people that are against all vaccinations are are historically, you know, they you know, they've been proven wrong. Like we've yeah. stamped out a lot of diseases. Sure. What, what? about like? Because I would wonder because this I know, isn't
1: a vaccine,
0: right? No, 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 for it's sure. A gene
1: therapy—that's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of an experimental thing. Yeah, I mean the experiment is massive now; it's billions right. and billions of people worldwide. Right, but it's essentially experimental in terms of the long-term health consequences. Why, for all so these I people. wonder about guys like because they're they
0: there's because they don't seem like bad people, Osterholm or guys like that, no. right? They well, seem they've never like, been bad people. They've never been bad people, and. Are they just looking at, well, all these people, a lot of them are faring better with the vaccine if they get COVID, so they're not looking at the other adverse effects?
1: There's, there's a bunch of things you could say. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of it's speculation. But again, there's a lot of people that benefit from being vaccinated. That's right. a fact. Right. There's also people that have horrible reactions to the vaccine. That's yeah. a fact too. Like there's a lot going on and when you're only allowed to look at one group of uh, of one you know example of evidence and not another example. Like one a positive example versus a negative example. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. No, it's it not. It just sucks for me that I'm stuck in this weird position. You're where I have in to this talk crazy this. position as a comedian,
0: yeah. MMA commentator, podcaster. But you, the show has become such a massive. I mean, they put out numbers the other day. I mean, you're the leading media figure how right
1: now. dumb is that? Well, that's, that's why. You know, I you think know this world I should be. Should I be. was
0: so mad <laughs> that you were, and I called my producer and I fired him. I had to rehire him because so I couldn't find anyone else. But I was so angry. Because I don't have guests, and that's what a real media person should do. I have no interest in anyone's opinion. (laughs) Just like my mother, who's a schizophrenic. She never had to have anyone over to have a good time. And that's the way I do. But you now have a crazy amount of people listening. Do you feel, because people try to guilt you. People try to go, somebody didn't get vaccinated and they died of COVID. And they try to go, that's Joe Rogan's fault. This is what people say. That's what they say? Well, that's what they say. I mean, this is their whole thing, right? Um...
1: This is what I would say. Why didn't the doctors give them treatment? Why didn't the doctors get them monoclonal antibodies? Were they denied monoclonal antibodies? Did they request them? Did they know about them? Right. You know why didn't they get IV vitamin drip infusions? Why right. didn't they get NAD? Is that right. available? Yeah, isn't that available? That seems like especially uh, IV vitamin drips. Like right. that, that shit's very available. We right. know that high level vitamin drips, whether it's uh, with with especially with C, D, zinc, glutathione, all those things are like hugely beneficial yeah. to any kind of disease people have for sure. I mean, I've got them. I've got them like as a, just a health remedy like yeah. for the last few years and every time I do it it feels fucking great and you know people personally that have had problems with the vaccine I know quite a few now yeah. now I know over 15 people right. that have had like serious side effects of the yeah. vaccine both men and women yeah. menstrual issues
0: menstrual strokes. issues
1: strokes yeah. neurological disorders chronic well, now, fatigue so what's a neurological disorder your whole body shaking Jesus yeah and you can't do anything about yeah. it like weird ones man There's and it's the thing is, when you're vaccinating, this to be fair, you're vaccinating yeah. hundreds of millions of people in this country alone, you're going to get adverse side effects on any medication. Right. The thing is, if you look at only that group, like if you vaccinate 100 million people, they, they think that the adverse side effects, and they don't really know because the VARES report, it's kind of, it's, it's very underreported, and it's also it's hard to see whether or not the, the, it's 100% accurate. I don't know how much they investigate each right. individual one. Right. But if you, they, they th- seem to think that at a low number, like a conservative number, it's like one per 1,000. So if you vaccinate a million people, you're going to have a lot of people that have adverse side effects. You've vaccinated 100 people, you're going to have a lot. So this right. is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And that doesn't get any play. It doesn't. They suppress it. There was a kid on TikTok that uh, had myocarditis, and he was a high school kid, like an athlete, and he was in the hospital, and it got millions and millions of plays. They removed it from TikTok because it doesn't fit the narrative. Like, that's what's fucked. That, because see, they that's say that,
0: really an indication of a much larger problem. Yes. Yeah, the problem is, is they true. think they're doing good. If I mean, a 13-year-old got it and died a day been later. A, quite a few. There's a few kids that unfortunately, you know, have passed away. Yes.
1: I have a friend and one of his good friend's daughter got it. She was 14 years old and just immediately respiratory failure. They put her in the ICU. She's fucked. You know, there was one of the girls in the yeah. trials that was 13 years old. It's confined to a wheelchair for the, for the rest, rest of her, her life. life, and you know, and you can't sue. Not that no, suing would matter when can't. it's your child. No, you but can't. That's yeah. part of what's going on. The emergency right. use authorization it exempts them from any. And you're talking about these companies that have always historically lied about adverse side effects in order right. to make profit. They've done it with Vioxx. They've done it with a bunch of other drugs in right. the past. Pfizer is like one of the most fined companies. The Russian ever. vaccine Sputnik
0: is actually the best vaccine. It's supposed to be very good. It's actually the best vaccine. It's crazy. And, and nobody's talking it's about it. It's supposed to be very good, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Cuban one's supposed to be actually
0: Lex Friedman is an... You know Lex is an agent of Russia. He works for Russia. Oh, he and, definitely does. And he's here in America now. I think he's related to Putin. He, oh, he's certainly... He's his son. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Friedman is the son of Putin and Ghislaine Maxwell. His real name's Damian. Keep it on the low. <laughs> keep it on the low. But he was talking about Sputnik, and I researched Sputnik, and Sputnik is actually good. Yeah. Could you, instead of with the ivermectin, just pitch Sputnik?
1: Well, that I think way you could
0: divert the people that are angry at you, and you go, all right, I'm, I'll give you a vaccine. Get just Sputnik. get a Russian one. It's the get, best one. Get, get the Cuban one. Um, What's
1: a Cuban one. What's the Cuban one called? Do we? I know? don't know. It's a good question.
0: James There's a new out.
1: one that's coming out, apparently, that is uh, it's an inert version of the virus, like an old school vaccine. So that's what you want? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, is that good? Is that right. good to guess? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, here's the thing, man. What about treatments? Uh, 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 what about these fucking treatments? How good is this Pfizer pill that's coming out? Yeah. How good is the Merck pill that's coming out? Maybe that's the way Maybe it they're great. Maybe a good thing to do is get the natural antibodies from an infection and yeah. if they have a really effective
0: treatment. And also, you're right about this. You can't have the body positivity shit No, where you tell you people you can be fat and that it's great for you. No. You shouldn't demonize fat people, but you should also be very honest with them about you're making a choice. Yes. Just like when you become a comedian, you're making a choice. Yes, It may not work. Statistically, it won't. But you can try and good luck, right? It's yeah. like you become an actor, an artist, whatever. Being fat is kind of similar to that where it's like it's probably not going to work. Long
1: term, it's, it's even worse with COVID apparently because there's something about COVID that targets fat, and it does, yeah. And there's they've shown significant numbers of people that are in the ICU that are overweight, it's right, it's one of the worst things. And, and in you can the have. beginning, they weren't as honest with that, right, as they are now. Well, that's the thing, it's like there's things that upset people, and so because they know those things upset people, they don't talk they decide it. not to talk about right. it, right. You know, body shaming is one of those things,
0: right? But it's 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 true that you have a much higher risk. Yeah, it's true. uh, Of uh, having adverse uh, reaction to COVID, hospitalization, death if you're a fatty boom baddie.
1: Yeah, I think if we're really lucky, these Merck pills or the Pfizer pills are excellent. And then also this Omicron, you know, I've heard. I have a friend who's a biologist who was talking to me about this. He goes, essentially, what this is is a live vaccine. It's a vaccine that's burning through the population. It's not. He's saying. He's saying it's not good to get it. I'm not saying it's good to get it. What I'm saying is, it's a respiratory virus, and it's almost inevitable that people are going to get it because of the infectious rate of it. It's super infectious. Right. And because it's super contagious, rather, this disease is probably going to get everybody who hasn't gotten COVID yet. What's interesting is that nobody in Hollywood's vaccinated, nobody
0: talks about it. We know a bunch of actors. They don't ever actors. talk about it. None of them are vaccinated, right? Really? Oh, None they, of them. You mean they hide it? They hide it. They have fake vaccine cards. Oh, We've really? been told this by everybody. I thought everybody. you were being facetious. No, 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 no. Oh. A lot of Hollywood actors are not doing it because, you know, they're younger, a yeah. lot of them, they're healthier. They have access to really good treatment, this, that, right. the other thing. Um, they don't trust the narrative, whatever. They're yeah. just not. And, you know, outwardly, they're not talking about it, right? Yeah. Like, think of how many Hollywood celebrities were, went hard for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Now, think about how many of them went hard for the vaccine. Not a lot. There's just not a lot of Hollywood Stephen people. Stephen
1: went hard. He went hard, but that's
0: his job. Is it? Well, he's, yeah, he's a puppet. But I mean, that's like that lit- the, 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 the marionette
1: puppety thing I think I've ever well, seen. Well
0: he's a guy that took the twenty five million a year, which I get. If somebody pays me twenty five
1: million dollars a Is year. Is that what they give him the host that they show? give
0: him a lot of money. And he, and he was getting no ratings and then Trump came in and he goes I will, my aunt loves Stephen Colbert. You know, she's, she's in her 60s or late 50s. She has three or four autoimmune disorders. She's self-diagnosed. She drinks white Zinfandel and she sits in her chair. She has a loveless marriage and she stares at the TV and Stephen Colbert comes on and he goes, Trump's evil and the Republicans are evil and she cheers and smacks her seal-like paws together and this is how she's gonna spend the rest of her life. And I have another aunt who does the same thing, but she's a QAnon retard, and she watches <laughs> Laura Ingram, and and her husband and her are like you know it's a loveless, you know, marriage, and she just sits in her chair drinking wine, watching Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> so uh, people at a certain age, I think, when they've given up on everything else in life, they get very political.
1: Yeah, that does happen. This also, seems, it also gives them yeah. meaning.
0: Gives, gives them purpose. something to do.
1: Well, they, they watch their tribe go to war. That's, That's right. It's like, well, people are into football teams. That's right. You know, fucking go Buccaneers. Right, <laughs> right. right. They get it's all crazy. Excited. They paint their
0: chests. Yes. They go insane.
1: It's their team. And do if their you, team loses, they get devastated. Do you, as a highly productive
0: person, Look at people like that and go, they're just lower life forms. Because ah. I'm not even nearly <laughs> as productive as you. And I look at them like that. And I I do a hundredth of maybe a thousandth of what you do. And I look at them and I go, they're like zombies. Yeah. Their
1: bodies and minds have been taken over. Well, they got, it's a trap. Right. It's like if you wa- You ever watch people play three card money in New York? Yes. And you go, oh, you fucking dummy. Like, yeah. You're going to get sucked into get, that? Yeah. Like, you'll get sucked into all right. these things. Right. You know, it's what I say about, like, if you get really invested in politics, like, v- 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 voting for president is probably a lot like rooting on pro wrestling. That's right. It might make you feel better, right. but I don't know how much it really affects right. the outcome. Yeah. And they're that, trying to pull that back oh, as for much sure. as possible now.
0: I mean, if you look at Biden, who's clearly. You know this act didn't get passed. Even yeah. the Democrats are going. This guy is out of it. Yeah. Even people that voted for him are going. Hey, something's wrong. It, it's clear to see that the the will of the people gets subverted a lot yes. in, in many different ways. Sure. And the people who end up running the show are not necessarily representative of what the public wants. Yeah. Um. And how do you? I don't know that you
1: fix that. I don't know if you fix that either. So, I'm-
0: unfortunately, it's just a, you end up adopting this kind of cynical position. Right. That you can only really take care of yourself, your family, your community, the people. You can donate money, you can be altruistic in many different ways. But as far as the government,
1: it seems like an unsolvable problem. It's um, it's definitely complex, and it's moving in the wrong direction. Right. You know, I've been paying attention to uh, these companies that are buying up affordable housing. Yeah. Where, like BlackRock and Zillow. Yeah. That's scary. It is scary. That's scary, because if they can move the entire country into renting- like, That's no, right. Nobody can own anything. Well, that's like, what they want to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. They if don't want get, anyone to own anything. If you get a, a giant majority of the population that are just renters- they don't ever own property, they never have their own real, real home, yeah. And then you make sure that you control their wage because you have massive corporations, whether it's Target or right. Amazon or whatever, and they limit the amount of possible growth you have within a company, yeah. And there was that article, You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy yeah, in 2030. So I've seen that. that is wild,
0: and this is you know, kind of you know, when you look at a lot of these think tanks and you know. Groups of very powerful interests when you look at the kind of world they want They would like to get rid of things like car ownership. Yes. I've been seeing that too They want to get rid of home ownership. They want people to all be on the grid in a major way. They want Surveillance, you know cradle to grave 24 hours a day seven days a week Social Credit systems. Yeah, and the only thing it's left to do seems to be to to get in with them <laughs> it, so that when they're doing this to everyone, you're with them. Yeah, you're on the right side of the place it, of glass. Because here's the problem. People are marching into this willingly. Yeah. They're, like, marching into it. It's like my aunt or the other aunt. Like, people, as long as their team wins, they don't really care what rights they lose and what things end up looking like.
1: Yeah, they don't. There's a lot of people that don't. They And they're so tribal that if— the right wing people want something; they want the opposite of that, even if it kills them. And so, I think that there's a lot of exaggerated positions by people that take up these really like amplified right wing positions. And it's probably like Russian trolls, right, or, or Chinese trolls, or something right. like that. And they take up these positions, which force the people on the left to get even more crazy yeah. with their Marxist ideas and right. leftist ideas. They and turn and it up. They're being played. They turn and, it up. And very few people are autonomous. Right. Very few people have their own-
0: like, Well, we're also a silly country now, so we have kids in the suburbs calling themselves Maoists, yes. unironically, unironically, in these leafy green suburbs. <laughs> and then we have the alt-right, and it's the same kids, and they want a, re- a return to the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> and these are children running around the suburbs yeah. that are online all day, yep. venerating these genocidal dictators and going, this is a good idea. Yeah. It's it's a silly country and there's
1: a lot of problems. And you know, one of the b- first indications that I saw that this was coming was when comics stopped doing colleges. Interesting, yeah. Because as soon as because you lose the younger yeah. people, yeah. The comics are like, dude, they're too fucking politically correct. It's right. Too, it's too annoying. I don't want to do this. They don't have any world experience, and their 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 ideas right. are preposterous, and you know they don't want. Any, pr- they they're like the first to say no one should own property. They're right. the first to say that Absolutely. you know, that we need a redistribution of wealth, right? And we need which a little bit of is good,
0: but well, you don't like- want all of
1: it. Because then why make money? Income equality is a crazy statement. Of course. Because should people make more money? Yes. Yes. They definitely should. Sure. If you look at a corporation that's making fucking untold billions of dollars, and then you go down to the bottom of the chain and people are in dire poverty that are working for that company, and that company is benefiting substantially more than that person's. The Get balance him. is yeah. way the off. The balance is way off, and those people have no leverage. Yes. that's where unions come into play. Right. That's why it's important. It's like, to but organize. that's
0: why Jeff Bezos recently with Amazon, like he's taking the photos with the girl. Yeah, he, he's enjoying it. At least the Amazon employees, even though they don't have food or health care, can look at him and go, "He's having fun." Do you know what him. I mean? Yeah. Whereas a Warren Buffett, he's just in Omaha having sex with kids quietly and worshiping Satan. Is that what he's doing? Uh, come on. Who lives in Omaha? has a billion dollars. A, he
1: drinks a lot of Coca-Cola. He's got
0: a hundred billion dollars. He lives in Omaha. Why? Because he likes- He like, lives in a small house. He says he likes Dairy Queen. Let's cut it out. But Bezos, <laughs> at least, he's on a raft with these whores <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. At least that inspires I think people. It's
1: his girlfriend. I think it's actually his girlfriend.
0: Yeah. She's really pretty. She's pretty in an interesting way. Kind what of does that mean? F- there's a, a shapeliness to her that's. She seems threatening. Like an animal. She looks like an agent. Ah. Uh. Kind of like somebody that would play an agent in a, in a in a movie, which is interesting because she she's, probably is an agent in real life. Well, she's a Saudi agent or something. Dated a lot of other people. She's had yeah. children. I think she's American. Well, God bless her, and she's making good choices. <laughs> I always tell women if you can marry a, a billionaire, right? Marry it's a good a, move. Marry a
1: wealthy dude. Hang in there for a couple of years, the and it's way better than working at is Amazon. The best to
0: marry someone who will, who they make money by destroying themselves while you enjoy it, mm. which is many relationships that I know. A woman will enjoy the fruits of a man's labor. He will destroy himself, and she will kind of
1: enjoy the money. Right, Bob well, Bezos, I believe, <clears throat> is retired. <clears throat> well, in, he stepped down as a CEO. But it's right? kind of like Putin, right? Where they never oh. really stepped down. Interesting.
0: But my my thing is like when you have a country that's this silly, yeah. where comedy specials are people coming out making serious points, you have late night uh, hosts crying, you have you know the girl who threatened her mother on Dr. Phil is a legitimate star. Right? Bad baby. Remember that woman? Oh yeah. She threatened to kill her mother on TV? She's a star now. She has massive Instagram followers. Massive. Massive. Where does this go? Right? Pictures of apes are selling for the cost of a Lamborghini. (laughs) Our last president was the guy who hosted The Apprentice, and on his last day of office, a mob of lunatics ran into the Capitol to take selfies. With fucking wigs on, <laughs> it looked like a sketch I would do. Like, it
1: really is. We're we're in like a fucking weird movie. Do you remember when you were a kid yeah. and you would hear about the last days of the Roman Empire? Yes, where they were just like eating till they couldn't take anymore, <laughs> yeah. and then stuffing a feather in their mouth and yes. throwing up and yeah. fucking everybody. Yes, that's
0: us. And it's
1: it when explained like it. that,
0: it sounds good. It Something doesn't sound that bad, but it is. It is. Funny as a comedian, when you when you step back and you go like, this is really really crazy stuff.
1: It's crazy stuff, and the problem is I don't see a good ending because if we fall in the the other problem is we have to compete with China, and China has this amazing ability to control their population through propaganda and intimidation and. You know, total censorship, which we're like moving in that kind of general direction, right. which is really scary because the, the one way we may be able to compete with China is to become more like China. Because otherwise, like they're so, they're so integrated. <clears throat> their, um, their government and their business is inexorable. They're connected. You cannot have a corporation where the government's not involved. Right. So the government makes decisions with the corporations that benefit the government and benefit the Chinese Communist Party, benefit the country in right. general. And we're on that path
0: too. Yeah. With military like- industrial contractors, yeah. pharma companies that kinda killed the Obama health care bill, then went in and rewrote that and they mm-hmm. were like, We don't want this. All their lobbyists had a lot of influence on that. It I mean, it's strange to to really conceive of it. As a reality, as opposed to just a joke or a, um, you know, kind of a cynical aside, it actually does seem that we're in a stage of decline that's somewhat irreversible.
1: Yeah, it does. It's it's hard not to be depressed. I think we've talked about this before. Douglas Murray, he talked about all the the, the, the gender issues. Yes. He was on my podcast and he was saying that these gender issues where people are changing genders, swapping genders, he goes, that takes place in all... Civilizations that are collapsing now. Why is that? I don't know. I is mean, it people just get bored? I think it's a When life gets very easy yeah. people start looking for Problems and they start looking to the structure of society and then looking to try to dissolve Yeah, because there are legitimate trans people clearly
0: clearly clearly I know somebody who's trans Who never speaks about it lives as a woman mm. doesn't even know that I know Great person, um, born a man, now lives as a woman, doesn't speak, lives as a woman, doesn't speak about, is like well, say very her much- name so everybody knows. Well, I, I don't, she probably wouldn't even mind. Everyone now <laughs> is such a fame
1: whore. Well, uh, I had you know, Blair White on the podcast. Blair White, yeah. Who's as trans as you can get. As like, trans, yeah. You look at that and go, oh, I get it. So there's, legit, but, but then there's this other thing where
0: people are going, I have green hair. Yeah. I'm uh, trans or non-binary and you go- Wait a minute! Hold on a minute! You're a, a white female who goes to Wesleyan College. You're dating a guy. Right. You're in a heterosexual relationship. You felt no oppression your entire life. Your dad works for Raytheon. Your mother's a pill addict. <laughs> you go to school. This,
1: and is, you a go, <laughs> this is a Billy Joel song.
0: This is. You go to school. And you figure out a way to not be the oppressor, right? 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 You go. I will be different yeah, now. It's true. And as a real faggot, you used to have to be <laughs> a faggot to be a faggot. Like you used to have to have sex with men, right. or if you're a woman, you have sex with women. And and people were supposed to, you know, be like, "Huh," and there was some naturalness to that because, like, the reaction of people was that the thing that you were saying. Was real, right? And some people were like, "It was harder for them to 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 get behind." And but you suffered legitimate oppression. You suffered legitimate oppression because the feelings you had were valid and real, right? Not non-binary oppression. Yeah, it was it was it was real. Like you were saying, "I put a penis in my mouth," and people were going, "That's odd." And well, it's my father said that because that's odd. No, I'm kidding. He, he, he's he's fine with everything as long as he doesn't have to work harder. He's not a hard worker, uh. but he. So the, the the whole thing is this new thing has taken over the gay thing now. Yeah. So it's not really gay people. Right. It's fake. Gay people are kind of looked at as Nazis. Really. If you see two lesbians now, because lesbians usually own businesses. Um, you know, they're usually they're capitalists. Most lesbians are capitalists and they're quite vicious. Really? They fire people Oh, most lesbians are very competent people. Whereas a lot of gay like men. Ellen? Like Ellen? The Ellen. Ellen is a CEO truly. Yes. She she has a, a, a Real estate portfolio that's in excess of a hundred million dollars. I mean right, she
1: right the yeah. woman
0: was a tyrant Yeah, but she got things done. Yeah, but now I think the, the gays and lesbians are like the normies of gays mm. now And there's a new crop of people coming in that don't really have any sex. They spend most of their time online. They're all like pansexual communist witches. (laughs) And their main goal is to tweet about you. No one even fucks. They're really just tweeting about you. No one's even having dirty, sweaty, sinful sex in a motel room anymore. Everybody's on Reddit. Talking about you, have you? It's a weird thing. It's weird for me. It's. Remember the Birdcage, the movie? It was very fun. Yeah, I never watched it. But it's great. Nichols and May wrote it. It's brilliantly funny. It's gay people in South Beach doing drugs, having sex, and having fun. We're like the opposite of that. Mm. We're like in some sexless, autistic horror hellscape (sighs) where people just sit around and there's this weird, like, office politics, bureaucratic, like, you know, weird, like. Uh, you know, you made me upset. You made me upset. Like I grew up with rent where it was that show where people were like, We have AIDS, but let's have fun. Right, let's dance. That was the theme of rent. It was like yeah. we have AIDS, but let's not let it ruin the night. Yeah. And now people are just upset for all kinds of reasons. It's weird. And you don't really hate uh gay people. No. I don't hate any- it. Right. Love you. Yes, I don't, no, I don't you've hate been anybody. You've been very good to me. Yeah, I don't Loving ha- me. Is like go- golfing with Candace Owens, are going. I love blacks. So, no, no, I love
1: everybody, man. I, I, I have no ill will towards any individual group. Right, I, uh, individual people yeah, of course, and
0: uh, silly people how weird is it The comedy's gotten weird like now at the comedy store you have all these guys that have talked shit about you right now obviously many of them are feeble and diabetic and dying so it's not like they present a physical threat I mean many of them are not well but if you were like is it weird now with this community the way it is that's
1: so splintered well I don't know who's talking shit about me and the right. ones that do if that is real I left and right. I left I brought a lot of the people here yeah, and right. it's better here right right. You know, and I think there's a lot of FOMO going on for sure Yeah. but then there's also a lot of people that are trying to establish this new position in the food chain which is one of the way, ways that you and I became friends Right. because I read the thing you wrote about Louis right. and I'm like he fucking nailed it because that's exactly what it is that it's was these him. mediocre talents yeah. that are looking to attack Louis who is at the time and still is one of the best comics that's ever lived one of the most brilliant comic minds ever. that have ever lived and yeah. so when they were attacked him, they weren't just attacking him because they thought that what he did was wrong. Right. They were doing it because they wanted to establish that yeah. they want to stomp him down because he was they weakened. didn't even know what he did. Yeah. You know, like there right.
0: was just this idea, this very kind of
1: vague general idea yeah. of what, what had been out there and things like that. There's a lot but, of cowardice in comedy, man. Yeah. There's a lot of cowards. And there's a lot of people that take, they take some chances, but then they fucking think about them and they panic. And then they go back and they'll try to attack someone because they think it makes them feel like they're, they're more protected because right. they're on the offensive. It's like, it's, it's, it's a wild time, man. It's yeah. a, it's, social media has flamed up everybody's mental illness. Like anybody yeah. who had a little bit of mental illness, they just fucking threw buckets of on. lighter fluid on that shit. Would you have Fauci on the show? 100% wow 100 percent. you don't think he'd come on though right i don't think he'd come on but if he did I'd, i would request a real podcast like you can't come on for 20 minutes like we're going to talk for a few hours what if he came here sat down got mm-hmm. high and was the greatest
0: guest you've That'd ever be had awesome what if he just admitted it what if he's like, like joe we're let me making tell you fucking what I did money about aids yeah he goes <laughs> we're making money we made money yeah. off aids we made money
1: off this i've got he's to the like, point yeah. <laughs> i'm coming clean i'm 80 yeah. what the fuck yeah he goes who gives a fuck you yeah. jab him up a couple of them fall down and. A Walmart you are Who cares? entirely correct yeah. Tim <laughs> that is exactly what I've been doing my entire career yeah. it's a he, he's in a, he's Let a, me tell you about <laughs> repurposing
0: HIV drugs this was how we started the scam gain of function he research just,
1: he just unloads. Obama shut it down right yeah, 2014 Obama shut
0: down gain of function research yeah, yeah. and he was like wary of the implications of 100%, having it, which he's makes He's fucking sense.
1: smart. He's a smart guy. You know how bad do you miss him when you look at yeah. the presidents we've had since? Then. I still do
0: coke with him, so I don't miss he, him at all. I would like to. I do to. coke with him and his wife I in Miami, but I would and like to do coke with him
1: and Bruce Springsteen. Together. Bruce is a depressing. Because they have a bad podcast. I'd like to come in and spice it up. Oh, uh, Bruce has a podcast? With Obama. No, he doesn't. It's terrible. That is you horrible. You and I should go on and show them oh. how to do it. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, you know how they get, like, dance instructors that do, like, yes. Dancing with the Stars? Yes. They, they they think they're dancers. Yes. You know, right. like, oh, I'm a dancer. No, no, no. no. The real dancers are going to show you how to dance. Yeah. You and I we should go show in them there. how to fucking podcast. What the hell are those two talking about? Nonsense. Oh, God. It's nonsense. It's all, like, so, yeah. like, it's so aware of what people are doing. paying attention yeah they're so aware of like walking that line of acceptable narratives that nobody cares right, about it right it's, it doesn't it doesn't work it's crazy it doesn't work that's one thing about podcasts the brilliant thing about it is yeah. because there's no pr- real production and yeah. there's no real engineering and where a bunch of people are like writing yeah. scripts and following that is that it's so raw that anything that's not like that doesn't right. work. Whereas yeah. like mainstream news is so produced that if right. you had raw on mainstream news, people are like, what the fuck kind of unprofessional yeah. shit is this? Like Bruce Springsteen's got to turn around to Obama during it and be like, so your
0: wife's a man. Like someone has to, <laughs> someone has to liven it up with fun stuff like that, which isn't true, but it's a fun way it's a weird one that to the, kick off an episode. That's one, you know, they believe it's, that. They, they do believe that, they're hardcore. There's even do you ever get people transcribe. that are with you on the vax, but then want you to go much further? Oh
1: yeah. They're like, listen. Oh, yeah. we the world's can, flat.
0: Yeah, because they, yeah. they don't stop at the vax. No. They Why go would you? much further. Why would you, they, you go they, they, they go Hollow
1: Earth? They go Hollow Earth, they go the world is flat. Rep- reptile people. Yeah, the Jews are in the cupboard. Depopulation. Yeah, depopulation. The Great Reset. Yeah who knows what's real and what's not real you right know? you go down a list of all the things that alex jones predicted right he didn't get a lot of them wrong well he did it but he did get a few of them he wrong Fucked up that sandy and hook one, one
0: rhymes with mandy <laughs> mook
1: and that's a real. That was a. That's a rough. That's the one. problem if that one that's didn't a bad exist. One. Let's let's pretend that he never fucked that up because he was going through a rough time in his life. He then. was going through a rough time. He was time. drinking like crazy. He had yes. essentially a psychotic. Yes, break. I mean he's really open about. it. But my uncle went through a rough time. and He just played
0: golf through it. Like sometimes well, he didn't you have just a podcast. Sometimes you did, that's a great point. But sometimes you if just he got he to did. go through the rough time without accusing kids of faking their death.
1: Well, he wasn't accusing the kids of doing right. it. He was well, accusing the parents. Whatever. He, he fucked up. He's a but good man. The the point. Point is, if that if he didn't, if you just remove that, and then you look at all the things that he predicted that he are was accurate, right about a lot of them, you got to look at a guy like people are like why would you talk to a guy like that? Yeah, because first of all, I've known him for more than twenty years. he's right. my friend. He is a very nice guy. Right, he he absolutely fucked up, but he'll tell you that he fucked up. Right, and people fuck up, and I think you got to be allowed to fuck direct up. Direct the people to do the horrible no, things. No, no, but these the are just is,
0: crazy. His fans are crazy. Well, people Some are crazy. Some of his fans. Are uh, what they call they're a little off. I got
1: news for you pal some word. of yours are off too. Mine I as well. I know it Yeah, I know it. No no avoiding that But the idea that you're responsible for the off people that listen to you and want to start screaming at Meghan McCain Stop fucking your dead dad. Well that I tell them to do.
0: <laughs> I Organize that I have rallies For sure people
1: are crazy
0: and if I, you put if I out, said they wanted to find a conservative on the view I said let me go in there with the wig I'll be the conservative that left.
1: Like, does any woman even want to do that anymore? Nobody like wants to do it anymore. Kat Timp,
0: who was a libertarian on Fox, they were trying to go hard at her, but she's like, I'm on Gutfeld, I'm on a show
1: people watch, who cares? They've turned that show into What they've done is they've made it so that all they do is fight. Right. All they do is scream and yell. All they do is get upset at people. It's all negative. It's all demeaning. It's all insulting. Yeah. They've just gotten to this point where the show has just got this feel of it. You only watch to see who they're mad at. Right. No, it's a a horrible, horrible experience. for anyone watching or participating in it, truly. This is what's wrong with it. If you got five friends that just wanted to talk about things like that, and they didn't have time limits, and they didn't have, like all these constraints that are put on a show like that hinder the, the possibility of it being good. You know, oh, for sure. all the people in the audience. That's a problem because yeah. you're playing to the audience. Yeah. And then you have the fact that you'll have a commercial coming up at 45 seconds. You got to make your point. Yeah. And then these other bitches are trying to chime in. You got oh, to talk horrible. over them.
0: But they can't find a female conservative. No. I think they're going to have to use that grandma. Who was yelling at the Sandy Hook parents? I forget her name. The one who was like, "Prove it, you dumb fuck!" But <laughs> she, she's a, Q, was a QAnon grandma. I forget her name. Ben knows her name. She a QAnon grandma. Yeah, she was this grandma that was in that documentary, and she would go. She would yell at these parents. It was very sad. She'd be like, "Prove it, you dumb fuck!" About their kids <laughs> dying, and I think she should be on the View <sighs> or get Rosie O'Donnell back because she at least questioned nine eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah, she. um she questioned tower 7 and a lot of other things like there's uh, that uh, th- those things are like real complicated. You can't get those wrong. You can't get them wrong, Yeah. but there's clearly fuckery with that. Yeah. If there's fuckery
0: with the vaccine, there's fuckery with that.
1: Well, there's certainly fuckery in the reaction to that because we yeah. invaded Iraq. That's all you need to know. Like I had a whole bit For about sure. that at one point. Yeah. It's like if you can look at what happened on September 11, 2001 and then the logical Conclusion is we got to invade a country that had nothing to do with it. It's crazy It's It's crazy and then they did it and they said well, there's weapons of mass destruction there. Okay, and they cost More than a million lives and it turns out there were no weapons of mass destruction
0: It's just a weird thing where I go. I'm just like one of those old-school guys Goes, you show me one video of the plane hitting the pentagon and i'm good
1: see i think there it's, is a video of the plane hitting. no the plane. there's it looks not, like a fucking plane what does not. that look
0: like it's a trail of smoke they they doctored it 9 11 the you new think pearl they doctored harbor 9 11 the new pearl harbor is a crazy documentary by yeah? this italian guy massimo Mazzuco. it's five hours watch it you people have nothing to do it's five hours um, is it good I, it's great i'm telling you right now it's a five hour documentary on youtube you will watch it get the fam together sit them down popcorn and I'm telling you right now, because I watched it to debunk it. I watched it to debunk it and went, yeah, you start going into the flight, the phones at 30,000 feet. These people are having conversations. It's just not happening. That's Something's true. off. You can't have Something's a cell phone really call at
1: 30,000 feet. Something's
0: really, really off with that day. But you just can't. Now, in these publications that write about me, they describe me as like, 9-11 truther, COVID denier. It's like, I just get all these. You had COVID. How can you be a I've designer? had I've
1: never said... COVID was not real, Yeah, you know? I've said I thought I. it was good. Well, I've had people mad at me because I medicated, because I took medica- well, medicine Well, people's argument is you're <laughs> in
0: shape, you eat right, you work out, why yeah. would you take the medications?
1: Because it's better than not taking medication. Of course. Like, the, the stuff works. Like, of course. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't take medication. I'm saying- right. You're saying you should take medication. I'm saying you should, for sure, yeah. always but especially if it's proven medication that works yeah. but the point is like you shouldn't have a binary solution for things so right. it's either this or nothing Right. Like it's either one or zero like right. that's crazy do you when
0: people pass away they donate a large chunk of their fortune to like research and things like that do you think you'll donate yours to robert f kennedy jr or like Dana White, who will you give your money to? Demi Lovato. She's <laughs> she's gonna
1: she's gonna give it to ghosts.
0: Hey man, she used to live in my building. Fun woman. Um, yeah, it's it's straight. Do you ever think to yourself, what's the next act? Because you've literally, you're the most successful comedian, probably when you look at all the different things you've done. There's not many people that have like,
1: what, do you ever go, I've done it all, and that's a little scary? No. No, because I don't think like that ever. The the crazy thing about all the different things that I've done is I, all I've ever tried to do, like I tried to become a professional comedian. I achieved that, and then I started working as a professional comic, and then all the other stuff is just stuff that came up, whether it's acting on news radio. That was just uh, they just offered me money. to. Do act you in still this. keep in touch with Kathy Griffin? No, I would, though. No, yeah. It's, I love her. Yeah. Was she on that
0: show or no? <laughs> no. Okay, I thought she was on that show. No, 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 no. Kathy
1: Griffin was on Just Shoot Me, right? Was, suddenly no, no, not Susan. Just Shoot Me. It was the other one. I forgot. Yeah. She's nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. Vicki Lewis was on News Radio. That's Is who she, you're thinking of. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't <clears throat> know about her. She's redhead, too. She's That's a, maybe yeah. I'm getting confused. We used yeah. to always joke around that like right. she was stealing her act. Oh, like, when interesting. We were on News okay, Radio, yeah, 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 yeah. Joking around. But, and, Phil, um, and you worked with Phil Hartman, who was like one of the funniest yeah. people ever. But again, that was just like I stumbled into that show. Right. Like, completely stumbled into it. <clears throat> I had no acting experience. Right. I mean, I'd done a little bit of acting on another terrible sitcom that got canceled. That got canceled. All of a sudden, I'm on news radio working with Dave Foley and Andy Dick and Phil Hartman with right. no acting experience. I'm like, right. what the fuck is happening yeah, here? Yeah, what's going on? And then I go from that to Fear Factor. I'm like, well, this will get canceled immediately. Meanwhile, it's one of the most successful reality shows ever. It's like six what fucking did you, seasons. What did you learn from, like that was it
0: just do everything and don't focus too much on like because there's 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 even though you're saying you're stumbling into them and you are stumbling into them there's a skill to stumbling right there's a skill to being position yourself in a way that you can kind of get those opportunities
1: there's that but there's also being able to handle pressure okay like being able to handle auditions pressure being able to handle the pressure of uh speaking live in front of a large audience, whether it's uh, doing the UFC broadcast or doing a, uh, a comedy show or a podcast. Got to be able to handle pressure. Right. Some people just suck at pressure, you know. And That's I've right. always put myself in these positions where I have to perform under pressure because opportunities are available there because so many people don't like pressure. Right. So I would look at it and go, "Oh, they're scared. People are scared of this, so I'll go do that." Right. Like, there's less people doing it, and there's it's more exciting to me because it's kind of dangerous when, and scary. When you and, got into it, was
0: your family like, "Oh, this is cool," or were they like, "No, what are you like, doing? What are you doing, idiot?"
1: Yeah. Like, go to school, get a right. get a career, right. get a real job. Like, you're not funny. Right. There was a lot of that. Right, right, right. even when I was fighting, like, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, there's, like, everything I've done, like, what are you doing? You know, it's just, it's hard. If you have a child and you want your child to be successful, you don't want your child to take some wild, crazy fucking chance that, what is a million to one chance it's going to pan out? Probably more than a million to one. Right. Was your childhood like the show Cobra Kai on Netflix where you're just (laughs) fighting
0: people all the time? Mm -mm. That's what I imagine it is. You're just, you're in a dojo, you have a sensei, (laughs) you just fight the other kids at the at the you know prom no. um, well i did fight a lot of
1: people but yeah. i did it mostly in tournaments but i did fight in dojos a lot we did had you ever real kill dojo anyone? fights not that i know of okay why were you fighting everybody were they fighting you yeah were, yeah. yeah we like guys would come in from other schools and they to would challenge us and uh, i was often the guy who got thrown in with them yeah
0: When you were younger were you bullied? What motivated you? Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. I was small and uh, Guys would pick on me and I moved around a lot like we moved all the time Like I lived in San Francisco from New Jersey to age 7, San Francisco age 7 to 11, Florida 11 to 13, Boston 13 to 24 So I was fucking moving constantly. So I never really established a great group of friends that I was tight with I was always the new kid and I was not big so I got fucked with. Right. So you learned to defend yourself. Uh, well, I had to when I when I moved to uh, <clears throat> to Newton. I got fucked with like by a bunch of kids, and it was kind of scary. You know, I didn't know right. how to defend myself, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I got to do something, and so I started taking martial arts, and it changed my life hundred and eighty degrees. Like turned it around one hundred and eighty degrees. Right. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't worried about conflict anymore, and then I became obsessed with being like. Oh, like a world champion. I became obsessed with being like Did you have like one good teacher where there's a few good teachers that stand few. out? Yeah, I had quite a few, but I, I, went, I got very lucky that I went to this one school, this Jay Kim Taekwondo Institute in Boston. It's like one of the most uh, highly respected schools in the country, uh, at the time at least, and it was just dead lucky. Just deadlock. luck. I, I just happened to go there one day. Right. And I, I happened to go there while this guy, John Lee, was training for the world championships. And I, I happened to watch him train like when he was at his peak of condition, when he was a national champ. And, and I became obsessed. And right. I, and I was there every day. Right. So my, most of my, my high school from like age 15 all the way until I was 21 was just obsessed with martial arts and competing. Right. traveling all over the country. That's mostly what I did. And your friends, I guess, were people in that world. Yes. Yeah. Some of them, like my friend Steve Graham, I'm still really tight with. Yeah. And
0: how did, what makes you go from that to comedy? Well, It's first, kind of an
1: interesting transition. Fear of brain damage. Right. There was, there was a little bit of that. Because I was i was definitely aware that I was getting hit in the head too much. It was def- Especially when I started kickboxing. I had uh, three kickboxing fights. And when I was training for kickboxing, which I did for more than a year there was a lot of getting hit in the head there was a lot right. of hard sparring rounds and then i was also watching a lot of other people that i saw that had brain damage i was like Ugh. like this guy's not who he used to be like he's slipping and then i realized like oh my god this is happening to me and there was no money in it right there was, there was no ufc back then so this is 1988 89 is when I feel I like played.
0: you gotta get out
1: yeah i had to get out yeah. and i had to get out soon before i ruined my brain you know and then also, fortunately, my friend Steve that I was talking about earlier, he was one of the people that told me I should be a comedian. Because uh. we would go on these trips to go to fight tournaments, right? Right. Oftentimes we'd be on a bus or we'd travel by car together and we'd be bored. And I would be the one who made everybody laugh. And so, like, if we were like getting ready to spar, everybody would be ner- like, super nervous, and I would say the most inappropriate shit right. and get laughs out of people. And once I knew that I could get laughs, then I would just try to do it. Right. Like, whenever I knew people were nervous, I would say the inappropriate thing, or do impressions of people, or impressions of like uh, our instructor having sex. Right. So you, know? you, you just established yourself as kind of the funny dude. It was silly. Yeah. I would silly, be silly and funny. And it would like it was gallows humor because right? Right. everybody was so scared, and right. it was also it would alleviate some of the pressure. Of like getting scared before you go to a tournament we're all scared right you know and so my friend Steve said you really should be a fucking comedian yeah I go ah man you think I'm funny because you like me I go other people gonna think I'm an asshole right and he's like I don't you should just you just go and just see an open mic night and try it And so I did. I went to an open mic night. Were you hooked on night one? Yeah, pretty much. Richard Jenny had a great point. Yeah. He goes, horrible comedians are amazing in that they inspire people to try it. Because you look at someone who's terrible and you go, well, I I can't be as bad as that guy. Right. I'll give it a shot. Right. And that's what open mic night was to me. Right. Because I had thought of stand-up like Jerry Seinfeld or Richard Pryor. I thought, like, I can't do that. These guys are too good. Right. But then you go to open mic night and you go, oh. Some of these people are terrible, right? And they're doing it, and like I can kind of do it like they're doing it, maybe a little better than them. Maybe yeah. I can, maybe I could do this. And then on the same night, like there was like Jonathan Katz was the host of the open mic night from uh, Dr. Katz in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He was the host of open mic night the first time everyone on stage. And then on that night, some other real professionals went on, like Teddy Bergeron went on. Yeah, and I got to see him go on, and I I got hooked immediately. Yeah, so I did my first set. And then I almost chickened out. I got really close to chickening out. Oh my God, I I came that close to pussying out. Yeah. And then um, once I did it, I was hooked. And then I started doing it all the time. And you got successful pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, luckily in Boston, you could get work pretty quick. Right. You know, so like within one year of doing open mic nights, and, you know, and we, I mean, Fitzsimmons and I started out together, and we would draw, Greg and I would drive together to Rhode Island to do 10 minutes. Right. So we'd drive 90 minutes to 10 what minutes. What year for free. was that? 88. Wow. Yeah. We yeah. both started in 88. We both started with like within a week of each other. So you would go to comedy, everybody smoking cigarettes. Oh, and yeah. Dry- was the oh, old, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, old school. Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Bars were filled Not with it's improv smokes. comedy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no idea. Like there was no non-smoking. Right, right. Yeah, it was Every hilarious. Bar had just smoked everything it. smoked. Everything smelled had smoked. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah.
0: everyone smoked. Right, it was crazy. And people just you would you would go up, do the ten minutes. Yeah. Sink or swim, yep. killer bomb, and then you would be back on the road. Yep.
1: And well, then we would yeah. try to go to different place. Like, we would go to a couple different spots a night if we could. You know, sometimes we knew another guy who had another room. So Did you spot know here. back then, would you look at certain people
0: and go, that guy's going to make it? A lot of people I thought were going to make it that didn't. And what, what do you attribute a lot of that to? Why do you think a lot of funny people, because I've seen that now. I've been doing it about 11 years, probably almost 12 years now. A lot of people, I was like, that person was really funny. Yeah. And they didn't get to that next level.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't. I mean I think there's a, lot a of bunch it is of factors. drinking that, that's one a little too drugs. much sometimes drinking or drugs. That could be it but it's also there's psychology involved like yeah the um the mind games that that the unknown and the uncertain play on people. Some sometimes people just crack. They that's just right. can't take it anymore. Just like we were talking about fame. Yeah. People crack under fame. Like, they get to a certain point where they can't handle this anymore. They can't handle it. They don't know what's real. Right. They crack under that. They crack under uh, the pressure of not knowing if they're going to make it. I mean, I've seen that in actors, too. Like, I've been friends with actors that were like, they'd get on a show and then, you know, they'd audition for another show and then maybe not make it, but maybe have like another callback for the thing. And they're always in flux. And they, it would, they would go crazy because they didn't know, like, what am I doing with my life? What is happening? Is this going to work out? Am I-? And they'd start crying right. and freaking out. It's like right. just the uncertainty and the unknown. For some people, it's just too much. It's and too much. Some of them are really fucking talented. Some of them are really funny. And then there's a lot of people that are
0: somewhat mediocre, but they have mastered the unknown. Yeah, like that's
1: that's delusional.
0: Yeah, there's crazy people out there that have that can channel that into certitude. Yeah, and then they start convincing themselves like they've convinced themselves. They're great. And then they start convincing
1: everyone else, and it's kind of like the emperor has no clothes, where everyone's like, "I guess they're great." Well, I don't even know about that. But one thing that some mediocre people do is they're not funny at all, but they've managed to stay around. Right, like here they are, ten years later, fifteen yeah. years later, he's right. still here. He's yeah. still going up, hosting that show at the. You know, still whatever. doing it. Yeah. Still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Do it's you weird.
0: do you think people that are starting comedy now are? Is it going to be a completely different world? where I, I tend to think now people that are starting are gonna have to go to the internet. And and almost the same way that you were taking a beating at open mics and things like that, they're almost gonna have to take a beating online mm. in front of a digital audience to build their thing because the, the mainstream or the legacy industry seems to, of comedy, seems to be dying. So even though they'll that. be getting good at stand-up on the side, if they don't have other components, what what do you mean by the mainstream of comedies? Dying meaning from? that the idea of moving to New York or LA and doing 20 sets a week mm. and then getting uh, the uh, Montreal Comedy Festival and then getting the, the booker at the club to see one like you and then getting a special on HBO, all that seems to be dying. I know so many people with hour specials and nobody's watching them, right? Or so many people with late night TV shows, like they're hosting them and no one cares. Yeah, that's true. And And they're not making that much money. And it seems to be a small... Smaller and smaller circle of people that this is mattering to. Every day, the internet's expanding. It seems to be getting bigger and bigger. And the people that have a platform online, a digital platform, seem to be getting more and more attention. So, to me, isn't there an inevitable shift coming to where comics really are just going to have to compete
1: digitally? I think the digital aspect of it is the best way to promote themselves, for sure. Whether it's through putting their stuff online on a YouTube or a Rumble or... Instagram or whatever they're doing, like people, Getter, which you're, you're now getter, on. You're yeah. on Getter. That's a news story. Why is it a news story? Chinese Communist Party now, I believe. Yeah. Why are you? it's a news story that you're on Getter. Well, the news story is they're they're. Fucking amount of people that signed up increased by one thousand one hundred and fifty percent or something. Yeah, something you have bananas. like
0: twenty. You have like 8, nine million followers on Getter. Yeah, it's not real though. Is it because not real? Getter
1: doesn't even have nine million people. No, really. The, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very. It's a lot so fuckery. there's fuckery with that. This is where the fuckery is. They yeah. take all my Twitter followers. So I my Twitter followers like seven point eight million. Yeah. And then they port those over. So I started out with seven point eight oh. million. Oh. So whatever I have now, if I have eight. It's like really, I have two hundred thousand. So Getter yeah. is fugazi, fugazi, as they say, definitely right. fugazi. And every time I post on Twitter, it posts automatically on Getter. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it like it's automatically. We are. So it's just harvesting your yeah. tweets, and I don't know how to get off. Like if I get off of getter, you I don't have know. to. You you <laughs> have to you have to sit down with Marjorie Taylor Greene yes. personally, and, and she's, she's got to tell me all yeah. about what's in the basement of yeah, common Pizza. She's, <laughs> she's got to take you
0: down the rabbit hole, then you come out the other side of getter. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems
1: to me that like the the business is kind of dying. I don't think it is. You I, don't think it is? No, no, I disagree. You I think prove it is. This is. No, no, no. That that aspect of the business, as far as like Montreal Comedy Festival and stuff like that being beneficial, that's. True, that's dying. Right, but podcasts have taken their place. Right, and okay. comedians now, like Brian Simpson, who's got his new uh, Netflix one special. of the best. Yeah, he's yeah. working with me this weekend. At he's Vulcan. one of the best. I love him to death. And he now that he has this huge Netflix special that killed, and he's been on my podcast a couple of times. He's got a career. Right, like, he's killing it. Right, and he will continue to kill it. Yeah. So this is where the 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 but the he's not as big gone. as
0: Rambo. So my point I mean, is that... Who's that? What Ranboo's about? a Minecraft streamer, Joe. Stop pretending you don't know who he is. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, he's a Minecraft streamer. My point is that <laughs> things are moving quickly. quickly. We can't compare ourselves to Minecraft streamers. I understand that, but I'm just saying, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was in the new and bookstore the other day, and Dr. Disrespect has a book. Mr. Beast has a burger. Well, Mr. Beast deserves a burger. He's a brilliant guy. He's got a Is great it show. Good?
0: It's a great show.
1: Yeah, he does. He, he does, does a great he's show. He's a visionary it's, guy. It's, it's a smart thing that he does. He spends a shitload of money on his show. Well, that's what I mean. These are the yes. new stars. Well, that's just These in, in new, that world, but your, those are the new stars yeah. in terms of like, that would be, he would be a reality TV star. Like 10 years ago. For sure. Now he's a YouTube star, but now he's his own fucking boss, and he's doing yeah. it the right way, which is why it's so successful. The same thing with your podcast. Imagine a world where an executive bankrolls your podcast and says, oh, you're going to sit together with your friend Ben and you're yeah. going to wear cop sunglasses yeah. and you're going to talk shit about the, the whole world? Yeah, What are you talking about? Yes. You want me to pay for that?
0: I, I could think of several executives that would fund it, but they're all disgraced. <laughs> Angelo Mazzillo
1: at Country Ride. Dick Fold yeah. at Lehman Brothers. Exactly. But, yeah, but no, no for point. sure. It's yeah. like the world has changed, but there are new avenues that are available. Right. But the world of comedy. Remains in clubs like you. Yeah, that is true. You, you gotta must, be able to get on stage and kill. Right. And we both. Yeah, that is the most important. One of the most important things. Yes, it's like I'm not giving that up. Like stand up no is one's, fucking awesome. And yes, that is always going to be a thing that I like to see. And it's always going to be a thing that I like to do. And it's always going to be a thing where people want to go see a comic. They yeah. want to go live. It's a fun thing to but do. But don't you want to get to the point where people know you so well from the internet that when you get on
0: stage, they just clap for 45 minutes minutes you don't even have to write material and then you can just leave you can kind of wave like princess diana used to do i don't think and that ever happens well, i don't think you
1: ever get there. no of course not i feel the heat after of, about 15 uh, of seconds of course not of no, no of funny. course you do i i get
0: nervous as soon as i walk on stage yes. i i get the mic i go uh, no, yeah. it, it's the biggest high
1: you ever have, it's the best thing, it's the best art form. It's also it's just, the best thing for the audience, like in terms of like it's me the most as fun. an audience member, yeah. I love watching someone kill, it's fun. That's right. When I laugh hard, like I'm laughing hard at someone killing. But you're also from a generation of people that leaves their house. That's true. There's a whole There's generation a of, of
0: people that are scared to leave yeah. the room, well, let alone the house. My audience and dies they have of i quit. You have to keep evolving. <laughs> you should be on Twitch. <laughs> You should be streaming.
1: I'm on Spotify.
0: You're a young That's man. That's my evolution. You can keep going. Where's my deal? What did they tell us? Fuck off for the ninth time? Oh, cause Why I are atta- they telling you to fuck I off? I att- attacked the CEO. I said he was a pedophile. It was a That's joke. That's
1: not real. No one can have fun anymore. I think you said I'm a pedophile too. Yeah. I'm,
0: I don't know if I did that, but I said that the CEO... <laughs> Was uh, something or other. And so he's mad at you? No, he's he's not mad, but apparently, because they have you, they don't need me. Yeah. Because we have overlap, and they're still going by the old. They should get you. They're still going by the old numbers that say that this show's bigger than mine. Those are the old numbers. That's last week. This show's not even on YouTube anymore. I keep telling them. It's true.
1: It's not even on YouTube. They go, oh, no, it doesn't matter. We have the internals, and you're better. Honestly, the, the beautiful thing about Spotify has been the lack of censorship. And the yeah. lack of fear of having episodes pulled and all that shit. Spotify
0: has been amazing. And in the beginning, people thought they were going to be worse than YouTube. They've actually, conversely,
1: been so much better. Yeah, there's been so much better. I think that's just because people are always, they, ter- they hate fe- change. They hate any kind of like new that's right. thing that's happening. And, you know, also it's like they hate, they hate someone doing well. So if someone gets some That's big right. crazy deal and they're making all this money. Like, ah, oh, it sucks now. I right. used to watch. Now I hate it. Yeah, it's fucking the sucks. worst. He it's sold s- out. Normal. It's normal. Right. So and also, in the beginning, I did lose a lot. We lost like fifty percent of our audience, like almost right away. Yeah. Jamie was in a frothy panic. Really? Look at him. Well, he's got so many other opportunities. Frothy panic. Yeah. Uh, but a year later, we've got as much, if not more. We have more right. now, right? And it's better. It's bigger than it ever, it's ever been. Yeah. It just It just had to like. This catch is just up. what happens immediately. The, I, I yeah. was like, "Good. Let me be ten percent less famous. Right. Me. I'll be right. happy for twenty five. Give me twenty five percent less fame. Yeah. And more money. Well, that's All not right. the way it's worked out." Yeah, well, that's uh, funny that you said that. You're like, let's be a little less controversial, a little less famous.
0: Well, and then on the other side of it, you have Fauci trying to drone you outside of your house. (laughs) It didn't really work for him
1: now. Yeah. Oh my God, that poor guy. You think so? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're coming coming for him. They held him. Twenty-four security. Look
0: at the Cuomos.
1: Yes. They hail you and nail you like the Cuomo's. Well, that's a different situation, but the Fauci situation after Rand Paul attacked him for gain-of-function research and then people started looking into gain-of-function research and it all came from Josh Rogan's reporting and Josh Rogan, he was the one who showed that Fauci funding the Eco Health Alliance, that the NIH funding them is what started up gain-of-function research in Wuhan, like after Obama had put the kibosh on it. Yeah. And he's like still in denial, but the NIH has come clean. The NIH has said, yes, it's gain of function research. And Fauci's like, gain of function research is a very nebulous term. <laughs> like, he talks so slow. Yeah, he gets off to diseases. The guy's a problem. It's amazing his, yeah. like, the way he handles where he's obviously cornered. Right. And he just, like, jujitsu's his way. Well, he's also been a
0: government. Uh, guy forever forever. He's been a bureaucrat the forever. highest paid
1: government employee Yeah, and he's he, paid more than the president. Yeah, and they did a documentary about him and it's he's very vain The documentary about him is the reason they took the thumbs down off of YouTube. It's
0: crazy how vain <laughs> How vain he is of course. you know and how you know unwilling he is to give up the spotlight even when as you showed me that Hugh Hewitt clip people are like, you know, you might accomplish The goal of getting more people vaccinated by stepping aside. Yeah. Because you're not well-liked or trusted. And it's crazy to watch him react to that. Yeah. You're crazy. You're crazy. I completely disagree. Yeah. It's my show. If you criticize Anthony Fauci, yeah. you're criticizing Zion. Would you have Billy Boy Gates on? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that would be interesting.
1: I'd say how do I get in the club? Yeah. What do I have to do? I'm well, it's yacht. about that time. You're got, how, you're knocking how do how do on I that a, door. How do I get a yacht?
0: Dude, what if you just reversed everything you said tomorrow? Like it would be kind of hilarious. Turn around. If you just went in yeah. here tomorrow and go, "You know, I slept on it." And I've
1: decided. I got double vax last night. Yeah, you go. <laughs> I got double vax last I took night. Both shots at the same time. I had a
0: great sleep, uh, and I have the CEO of Pfizer and Moderna here, and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and we're all going to tell you everything's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the move. Does
0: it scare you to be at the level of prominence you are with, like a family? Just the idea of like, as the kids grow up. And they hear things on the news. Does it? Is it harder for you to explain to them? It like, is what I do. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's not easy to explain. But nor would it be easy to explain if I was a hitman. You know, right. it's like well, what those do you aren't do? the only two options. If of- that's how I live, I have one one or two choices. Either I go out like the Punisher, <laughs> right? I mean, I like that. But so, do do they ever ask, or is it? Are they not? Yeah, they think it's funny. Like but, right. they, but they think it's funny cuz I think it's funny. That's right. Like when I come home like daddy's in trouble again. Right. Oh, the the, the government's right. mad at daddy. Yeah. You know like uh, they don't if I th- I guess if I really tweaked, they would right. probably tweak too. But you set that standard of like this is part of the job, part, it's of, part, of, the part of the gig, man. You know, and you know it's that if you can't take the heat expression, you know. Right. Shouldn't be in this business. Right. So Absolutely. So the business of opinions. You know, we're yeah. in the business of opinions. Yeah. And it's a weird fucking business because people it's hard for people to have opinions today because of corporate structures human resources you know you want to make it up the corporate ladder and there's an ideology that your company has and if it's left wing or right wing you have to toe that line like it's fucking hard for people to just have opinions and even if they do have opinions when do they have the time to talk about it that's right the thing about talking about opinions like we do we sit and talk for hours and hours Nobody has the time to do that.
0: What have you learned? I think through this whole period not only just the last year but the last few years about the way that friendships work uh, At your level because everybody wants something from you, right? You have this platform um, You can share it with people everybody wants to get on the show everybody wants maybe you to endorse their i have friends who call me they're like yo tell joe about this weed opportunity i'm like are you on drugs and they <laughs> <Yes>. are but <laughs> like how do you deal with just that whereas
1: all these different people i have to say no to a lot of things you say no to a lot of people and sometimes yeah and sometimes it's uncomfortable like sometimes people won't let it go and you know and you said people, and, you know, you said people will come at you all different ways all friends different ways. your wife friends, everybody just yeah, trying to get in there yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 uh it's an issue. You know, I mean, I changed my phone number a lot. Right. I, I've got to change it again, you know. Right. I've changed it last year. I've got to change it again. And I, ch- I have several phones. I have four phones now. I used right. to have three. Now I have four. That's crazy. You know, I have A, B, C, and D. You're A. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're the it. phone I carry. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people that I'll check their, I check that phone once a week. Right. Yeah. And maybe not even. Sometimes not even. Who's
0: the best guest you've had other than me in the last seven or eight years, would you say? There's
1: so many good ones, man. Yeah. Was there
0: anything? I mean,
1: so many serious ones. So many fun ones. What stands out in my head
0: is Peterson.
1: Yeah. Classic. Yeah, he's awesome. Bob Lazar. Oh yeah, that was great. That's one. a great
0: episode. You know, I don't know if he's uh, Mike Tyson or not. Mike Tyson's yeah. great. I've
1: had a lot of great ones, Elon man. Elon is always great. And one. Alex. Yeah. Alex is great. Yeah. I've had so many great ones, so many comics. Like one of the things that we've been doing is uh me, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, and Ari Shafir, we do this thing called the Cuddle Party. Yeah. Where's the four of us and we get fucking hammered That's and talk great. the most shit. And That's then great. afterwards like panic, like maybe we should cut that part out. Oh, that's like, the best. That's when you know
0: it's good. <laughs> yes. That's oh when God. you know an episode is Gillis good. Gillis was hammered. We've only had one person and it was Giannis Papas come on our show where we couldn't use any of it. Because ah! he just starts attacking, screaming about Ali Wong. Like, I mean he's he's mentally <laughs> ill. We love him, but he's meant he's unwell and we know he's that. He's
1: had too many heroes.
0: Yeah. And so we just couldn't use it. But God love him. Um the uh,
1: but yeah, those are when you know they're good episodes. Yeah, yeah. well, it's uh, those, <laughs> but those with the ones with comics are my favorite because I feel the most at home. I mean, look, I I, I wear a lot of different hats for right. lack of a better term when yeah. this when I do this thing. It's very strange. Like sometimes I'm talking to a scientist. Sometimes I'm talking to someone who wrote a book about the environment. Sometimes right. I'm talking to a psychologist. Sometimes I'm talking to a comedian. Sometimes right. I'm talking to a fighter. Sometimes I'm talking to an event. It's like weird. Right. It's a weird gig man. Yeah, and I, it's only me That's booking them. It's right like like that guy looks like fun How do people oh, get on
0: people ask me all the time they go "How does somebody get on that? I, I seek people out I said yeah, I, th- I think I'm like he just has to want you to come on.
1: Yeah, that's it There's no other way on right it. I have to say yes Like there's literally no other way on
0: because well there's, there's there's also giving me $25,000 and what that'll do is increase the likelihood it'll help.
1: It'll help. Yeah, but it's not an I've done that once. Really. Yes. I didn't take the money, but he paid a friend, and he, the, my friend was broke, and yes. he told me, "Hey, this guy told me that if I get you on, or if uh, I get him on your podcast, yeah. that he'll give me 25,000 dollars. That was the exact number That's which is crazy. to that. And I said, "Listen. I said, I would have that guy on anyway." Because he's really interesting. So, right. yes. so right. you can. I love you, so you take the money, yeah. and then I'll have him on. But right. I, would, I would just let you know, I would have had him on anyway, but don't tell him that and get that money. Good so, for you. But yeah, what, there's no one way on. There's
0: it. just you have to be interested in what somebody is saying.
1: That's one of the beauties of the podcast, is that it's only what I'm interested in. So, whether right. it's talking to Bob Lazar, or talking to a fighter, or talking to an artist... You know, like people, like it's only, right. I have to be interested. And I'm right. like, oh, I'd like to talk to that guy or Oliver Stone who was on today. I was like, Oliver Stone wanted to come on, and I don't know if you've seen his new fucking Kennedy documentary. It's amazing. Holy shit. it's good. I there's haven't a, seen it, but it's I, it, fucking amazing. And, and there's deep. a four hour one Where that's coming out it? at the end of, it's on Showtime right now until the end of February. At the end of February, it's everywhere, and he's going to release a four hour version. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. So this leave will leave no doubt that it's a. Oh coup. my god, there's no doubt with the two hour one, but he says it's right. even deeper with the four with hour. With the four one. hour. But like having Oliver Stone on, like fuck yeah, Quentin Huge. Tarantino, fuck yeah, Like yeah. those kind of people. It's like, it's just who I'm interested in. I, I, I can I talk to that person? Yeah, let's get right. him. Go get him. Go get him. Let's get him. him. Let's, let's, him let's do for it. Sure, that's what it is. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why the podcast works is because there's never a moment like. Do you remember that Bill Hicks bit about Jay Leno? Sitting there yes. talking to Joey Lawrence, and, and his he, blood he, splatters he, like yeah. the NBC yeah. peacock because <laughs> yeah. he's a company, company man, man to the, the bitter, bitter end. end. Yeah, but it's that Jay Leno really didn't want to talk to these guys. Right, like, that's the bit. Like, hey, Joey Lawrence, no, right? Yeah, you, you got a yeah. girlfriend? What's going right, on? Right, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And you he talk to out people you want to talk to. Exactly. Like, there's no one gets on unless I'm. And interested. so much of the rage I think at
0: you is that you've really found this way to monetize enjoying stuff. And satiating your curiosity and having these long, meaningful conversations. And you've revolutionized the long-form discussion. And all of these other media figures that supposedly could have done it or fancy themselves to be intellectuals and to be, none of them did it. You did it. A comedian, an MMA commentator, you did it. None of them did it. It's weird. So so I think a lot of the rage at you comes from that. It's that you took a chance on
1: yourself— and it worked out, and none of them did. Well, it's it's weird too in that, um, like when it became long form, just because that's what I wanted to do. Like Ari was like the fucking most adamant person telling me, "You gotta change it. You gotta edit it." He would yeah. tell me, "Like you know, I'm telling you right now, you're fucking up." I go, right. "How am I fucking up?" He goes, "You yeah. gotta edit your show. It's too long." I go, "Well, then don't listen." Right. He's I like, love no that mo- when he goes, people won't listen. You go, they don't have to. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I was making no money. <laughs> right, I was making zero dollars. Right, and I was doing it every week. Yeah, and it got to the point where it, w- there was one time when me and Red Band were sitting around. He goes, "Do you know how many downloads this gets?" I yeah. go, "No." And he goes, "The episode got a million downloads, and it was like like a record skip." Yeah, <laughs> I go, right. "What? What? Yeah, where did what? That- a
0: million downloads?" Yeah. Ari has great advice. He told me once that I should I should put out a tweet about Kobe Bryant, and I didn't. Ah. So thank God. But just so sometimes he is wrong.
1: Sometimes sometimes he's wrong. Yeah, uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, but he so yeah. have you ever seen his dick and balls? Every day. I his, mean, he's. Well, I let him stay you. at my rental in Texas. He me and this and he video. Just, his, I mean, uh, all
0: he does is 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 expose himself
1: indecently. His his balls don't look like they belong with his dick. I told him that yeah. his balls seem like his dick is a hermit crab and yeah. stole his balls from someone else <laughs> and they living inside of it he's he's completely out of his mind
0: So you're here with me in spirit so happy New year look at those balls It's insane they're so big it's like elephantitis they're like like a giant chimp. Yeah. Like, you know, chips on huge Yeah, it's, it's like elephantitis. Yeah. It's crazy. That's what it's like. How does a family like Texas? Love it. They love it. Yeah, they love it.
1: They love it. Yeah, man, it's fucking great here. Yeah. People are so much more relaxed. And yeah. I, my what I think is really important, what I'm doing here with the club and yeah. uh, the podcast here is um, I'm completely removing myself from the influence of Hollywood. Right. Because when you're in L.A., you're still like, in it. You're still in you're, it. Yeah. It's, still, it's contagious. Yeah. It's in the air. And you're like, ew, I got it on me. Like that. That disingenuous bullshit, right? For you know that fake sort of behavior that yeah. they do. That stuff gets into our business. Yeah, and we have those actor types that kind of like they they dance in both worlds and yeah, they have like one foot in the actor world, right. and One foot in the, and then they'll tweet about stuff. Yeah, like, what the fuck are, yeah, you what are you doing? Why are you tweeting yeah. about that? Right, because they're in these both worlds and that world it contaminates things. Right, and comedy. Needs to have its own center where it's like comedy is the 100% the thing It's not comedy to become a sitcom star come right I want to tell young comics and I want to help them and say hey, you don't have to do anything else Right, you can just do comedy. You don't have to have anybody hire you for something right you can be completely autonomous and you could have all this like freedom to do podcasts, do other people's podcasts, and we all will work together as an organic network. Yeah, and you can just practice stand-up. Right. Which is what everybody loves. Right. Everybody loves stand-up. You do those other things because you think that's what you have to do for a career. Yeah. But ultimately, I remember being on news radio, I remember being on Fear Factor in particular, and seeing people that I knew that I started out with that were killing it in theaters, and they were on the road all the time, and I would be jealous. And right. I'd be like, God, I wish I was doing that. Yeah. But I was trapped. Not trapped, obviously, it's a good trap. Yeah. But I was doing a, a show, and I was like, I can't travel. Yeah. I have this show I have to do all the time. Yeah. I, I could travel very rarely, yeah. and I remember thinking, God, this like cements in my head that I really love stand-up. I, I love money, it's money. What's, what's nice about money is you don't have to worry about money. Right. Because if you don't have money, then you worry about money. But if right. you can have a clear head, and once you get money, don't think, oh my God, I hope this doesn't go away. Now I have to play everything safe and I have to, I have to really right. play by the rules so I get more of this Hollywood money. Right. Instead, what I did was going, okay, good. Now I've got some money. Now I can just be free. Now I'm gonna just do what I wanna do. Yeah, and then, for sure. The, the podcast thing came out of that because it was completely organic. There was no thought whatsoever about it being profitable. Yeah.
0: Zero. Yeah, and the club you're gonna open in a few months and yes. then a lot of people will come probably you know to the club from other places too
1: well because you so. have a huge fan base That's, and people will come and- the goal is to be as supportive as possible of the right. Community. Right. to stand up right right make an awesome place where comics where audiences can come have a great time comics can come and know they're safe right they're gonna have fun there we, you know we're going right. to make but you it are so going to require the booster everyone gets boosted before you go on stage, every time. I think if you just, I think there's a waning period where people are like, well, the vaccine effectiveness have dropped off. Yeah. Like maybe if you keep hitting people, it'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Just boost them every fucking week, and maybe if you die, you were supposed to. Yeah. I mean, people are always saying that the roads are too crowded here. For now, sure. But what if we boost a lot of people and whack yeah. a few?
0: I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I want to thank you for taking your time and a busy guy. Ben's going to get you, we promise you $50. Uh, ben, go to the ATM, get him the money. I want to thank uh, you. Yeah. I want
1: to thank you for being one of these new up-and-coming people that's very exciting. And I think you're paving the way for a lot of people that are seeing what you're doing. Wow! Seeing you're, you're courageous, you're a wild motherfucker. You take yeah. chances, you're smart. It's awesome. Well, I love thank being you for doing this. And I'm happy
0: I'm, to be your friend. Well, I am happy to be your friend. And... Thank you for giving me the strength to be a gamer and be trans. (laughs) Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.